here we are again. You, surfing the web, trying to find a fun video to watch. And me, just trying to get a view or two for my channel. And neither of us are gonna get what we want. <laughs> All kidding aside, hey, I'm Han. This is Han Talks First, Star Wars channel. Today we're breaking down the Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser. This is the ultimate breakdown video. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of people that do it way better than me, but... Hey, maybe I found something that they didn't. I don't normally watch breakdown videos for trailers, so if I do this wrong, I apologize. But I can't wait for the show. I'm really hyped for it, so I just kind of wanted to do one of on my own. And if I miss something, let me know in the comments down below. So let's get started. We're just going to start from the top. So right away, I mean, obviously we're on Tatooine. Obviously. Big surprise! Look, there's nothing wrong with Tatooine, but my only issue is, you know, after Boba Fett, I am so sick of Tatooine. I'm sure some of you guys are too. I mean, it's just such a dull, dry... I'm starting to sound like Anakin. <laughs> Rough, it's coarse, it's irritating. Gets everywhere. But I will say right away, you know, it looks a little different. The tone of this show looks completely different than that of Boba Fett. And I think a lot of that has to do with Deborah Chow, who we're going to talk a lot about in this episode. And of course, he's riding around on this, you know, I think they're called an Eopi. Uh, there's a lot of shots of him riding the Opie. It's it's essentially just a camel. Kind of poetic because it's the last thing he, we saw him riding in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Anyway, how many of you want to bet that he named his Eopie Qui-Gon? <laughs> or Jin? His EOP is named Jin. So this was an interesting shot, like one of the first we see of him doing something labor-intensive. It looks like, I mean, obviously he might be putting on a job to give himself something to do while being in Tatooine. But what is he cutting here? Salmon? It looks like salmon. Or maybe it's just meat from Eopies. Oh god, he's an Eopie farmer. Don't let him get you, Jin. There he goes, him and Jin, riding through the desert. And then this shot I really love too, of course, obviously, because it's just him watching over the Lars homestead. This is kind of what we expected the most from this show. But what's interesting is he's watching from afar. Now, obviously, we know that Obi-Wan and Lars have a history. They do not like each other, or at least Lars does not like Obi-Wan at all. So what I'm hoping to get in the show is how that relationship came to pass. Obviously, Lars doesn't want Luke to know about his father, nor does he want him to leave the family, just overprotective. But I'm excited to learn what that might be. Who knows, maybe Obi-Wan was getting a little too handsy with Baru in the back room one day, and Lars walked in and was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that was Deborah Chow's pitch for this show? <laughs> I have you now. And I love this shot of Luke on the you know, the whatever you call it, the dome. The Cinerama Dome on Sunset Boulevard. Because uh, it just reminds me so much of Anakin. I mean, he is his father's son. Do you think he's, like, imagining he's a pod racer? Now this is pod racing. But it's our first look at Luke. I don't know who this boy is. You know, I'm excited to learn more. I just hope they do a good job. <laughs> hope. Okay, now, playing Duel of the Fates. I've seen a lot of people say that playing Duel of the Fates was a cheap shot. I actually disagree. And it's not just Duel of the Fates. It's also being combined and remixed with Battle of the Heroes, the, the final duel score played in Revenge of the Sith. And why I think it works perfectly and is not a cheap shot is because that score is essentially the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi taking over Anakin's training. And then, of course, hybriding that with Battle of the Heroes is the last time that Obi and Anakin fought each other. And as Kathleen Kennedy said, they're going to have the showdown of the century. So I think it's fitting. I think it works perfectly. It's also homage to the prequels, which is what Ewan McGregor was known for most of the time. So hey, it's not a cheap shot. I think it works 
beautifully. Okay, so I also am a huge fan of all the production design we're getting with the Inquisitors. Obviously, this shot is that of Fortress Inquisitorius, which I think is the name. I could be totally wrong, but it's the fortress we saw in Fallen Order. I love that video game, and I'm also really proud that they're implementing video game into this show. Because one, it just makes it canon officially, I guess. But also it could have us see a live action version of Cal. I definitely think other Jedi will be in this series. If they're not, it's total waste of space. Because why have all these Inquisitors hunting for lost Jedi if they're not going to have other Jedi except for Obi-Wan? It just doesn't make sense. I, I can't even wait for Fallen Order 2. I mean, maybe that'll tie in as well. Okay, so of course we're going to have to talk about the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I am a huge, massive fan of Star Wars Rebels. It's uh, it's my favorite Star Wars animated show. The Grand Inquisitor was only in the first season. He, of course, has an amazing arc. But the key thing about his character is he is absolutely terrified of Darth Vader. It's very important to the story of Rebels, and it also enhances darkness surrounding Vader and how evil he is at this time period. And one of the pitches that Deborah Chow made for the show on her taking over the reins was that she wanted Hayden Christensen to come back. She's the one who asked him. And she said that because she wanted to show a Darth Vader that we haven't seen yet. A Darth Vader that's still learning his powers of the Sith, and very aggressive, and still very much conflicted inside. So one thing we can look forward to in this show is a lot of interaction with Vader and the Inquisitors. And I really hope that they show that the Inquisitors are terrified of Vader. Just as some of the... Imperial crew were terrified of him in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, and actually, the, the Grand Inquisitor is so terrified of him, he would rather commit suicide than face Vader for his failures. That's, that's intense. Okay, this scene has nothing of value to talk about. I just wanted to point out, this dude, what is this? We heard that the sons of Tantooine were really bad for your skin, but this dude is on a whole other level. What is that, a penis face? What in the world? It's funny, because when I first saw this trailer, he was the first thing I noticed, not Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was like, what the hell is that? And then later I watched it again, I was like, hey, Ewan's in this part. I love the round table. This is an important shot because it's going to tell you that this show is going to be dark. I mean, we're freaking hanging people in the streets. Now, look, I think the person hanging is not a Jedi. I think it's someone who was housing a Jedi or protecting their identity. And I like this a lot because it reminds me of the unfortunate past in our history with Nazis and Jews and people were trying to hide them to protect them from the Nazis trying to kill them. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in this. And then our first shot of the Inquisitor Reva. New name, not Revan, obviously, um, Reva. Uh, she is one of the sisters. I'm not sure which number she is, but if you've played the Fallen Order game or if you've seen Rebels before, you understand that there are sisters and brothers. Those are the Inquisitors. Typically, they are fallen Jedi. They are not Sith. They are people that simply hunt the Jedi. All, of course, trained under Darth Vader. He put them together to find the remaining Jedi to destroy him. And I absolutely love seeing... Uh, Joel Edgerton back. I mean, his casting was perfect. Deborah Chow herself said it. She said, if there's one thing I want to thank George Lucas for, it's the casting of Joel Edgerton. He also is a great director. If you've never seen any of his directorial works, highly recommend it. But I, for one, cannot wait to see the chemistry between him and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think it's going to be gold. Two great actors in a great show. I love the dialogue from the Grand Inquisitor. The Jedi Code is like an itch. You know, 
just kind of they can't resist it. You know, we we can easily snuff them out and destroy them. And uh, I love that they implemented the spinning uh, double-bladed saber that he has. That was a great part of Rebels, and it looks great in live action, too. I can't wait to see it in action, though. Okay, and then this one is, I do know this one's the fifth brother. So this is played by Sang Kang, who we talked about a while ago. I had a weird theory video, which you could check out, which obviously is not true. And they are obviously hunting Jedi on this um, planet called uh Dayan, I think. But anyway, this planet is Hong Kong inspired by, and it looks very fun and, you know, filled with lights and stuff. It looks pretty cool. It reminds me a lot of the Underworld television series that George Lucas was developing. Maybe they took some ideas from that. But something interesting about the Fifth Brother is that he, you know, is a fallen Jedi, and he was actually trained directly under Darth Vader. And fun fact, he also lost his hand in, uh, in training battle. And that's just purely a uh, Jedi Order symbol. So it kind of reminds me of the Dark Knight, how they would go around and they would put the Batman logo on the walls with chalk. This is where it's safe to go. And that might be what they're implementing here, just similar with this Jedi Order thing. And then the next shot is of a bunch of uh, convors. It's either convory or convor, I can't remember. But we all know the famous one, Morai, who is Ahsoka's convor. And I think this here is either a clue that Ahsoka might pop up in this show. If she does, I think it'll be awesome. I do think it will serve the story. I don't think it's just fodder. I think it could make sense, and maybe it would tie into the Ahsoka series as well. Hope survives. Now, I want to talk about hope for just a quick second, because we all think of Luke Skywalker as the symbol of hope, and which he is, of course, at, at the end of the original trilogy. But in A New Hope, I would like to suggest that actually Obi-Wan Kenobi is the symbol of hope. I mean, think about the first thing Leia's recording says to Obi-Wan. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And then Obi-Wan gives Luke the confidence to go with him, save the princess, you know, defeat Darth Vader, all this kinds of stuff. And he kind of transfers that embodiment of hope onto Luke because Luke at the beginning is not a hopeful guy. He's actually very pessimistic and whiny and annoying sometimes. So yeah, that's it. I, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi in this series is he's going to start off at a place where he's not very hopeful. He's very down in the dumps and depressed, understandably so. And then he will turn into this hopeful Ben type guy towards the end of the show. And oh my god, this shot right here, it's the stupidest simple thing in the world, but I freaking love it. It's just Ewan McGregor, just just freaking... And I go crazy, I love it. I mean, it's, it's Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi again. I mean, what more could you ask for? And then, of course, the wonderful tag at the end, you know, a little bit of score, but then also the breathing of Darth Vader, very subtle in the background, and just telling you, hey, Vader is coming. Ultimately, leading up to the biggest showdown in Star Wars history. Second biggest showdown in Star Wars history. And yeah, that's it, everybody. Thanks for watching this video. Let me know the things I missed in this trailer, and can't wait for the official trailer to come out. Now, if you're new to my channel, I recently did a video about Obi-Wan Kenobi and how it was delayed by a couple of days, and I also answered the question why it was delayed by a couple of days. So go check that out. I'll leave it linked below. Please give this video a like. It helps me out so much if you made it to the end. Subscribe if you're not already. And now, my friends, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.